Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zipline through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of the Scobro Show. It's behind the steel curtain editor Dave Schofield coming at you. It's it's well after nine o'clock. We are having some issues, but uh, if you're a Steelers fan, where else would you rather be? And with me, as always, except for when he's not, little bit fuzzy on the picture side because of some technical issues and having to swap out a computer for tonight. But it's my big brother, Rich. Rich, how are you? How, how how's the oxygen coming tonight? Sorry, quick check of the sinuses, but we're breathing in a short <laughs> stack. The short stack. We got the short stack. Short week, still stack the wins. That's how it's going with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Hey, just just to just to throw a little side note. Sorry, we're getting so late. Like I said, we're um we had some had to make an equipment swap out for for my brother. I was having some sketchy internet earlier. Today's just been a day. You know, sometimes you just come in and you're ready to do a show and you're so excited and you're so lighthearted and ready to go. And other days you've got things that with life that are that are wearing you down and everything. So today is more one of those later things for 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 us as a family. Um, but we're going to try to power through here to do our Pittsburgh Steelers stuff. But the only reason I mention that, uh, well, not the only reason, but the, the main reason that I mention is because um, I, I need some help from you all out there. I need some help from you all in the live chat, anyone listening to this in audio. 
I need someone who's like, man. We, we must defeat the Wang Harbs. We got to defeat the Wang Harbs. But someone that says, man, I didn't realize this could work. But boy, what I, I really wish that I could get to Acrisure Stadium and watch this game between the Steelers and the Ravens. Because of things going on with our family, my brother-in-law, who I share my season tickets with, who was to attend this game Sunday, can no longer go. Um, that's because of this. It's also it would be difficult for me and uh, otherwise. So we're basically looking to sell off our tickets at cost. Um, we are 16 rows from the field in the end zone facing the Jumbotron. It's great. You can see the action on the field and the play on the scoreboard at the same time. It's it's very good, nice, you know, very good seats there in, in section 122, $300 for the pair. If anyone is interested, reach out to me on Twitter. It's on the screen at STLR Superfan Dad. You can reach out to me via email at STLR Superfan Dad at gmail.com. But uh, I really don't want to have the seats be vacant. So right now, just to, to try to and help we out my definitely don't want them filled with purple Ravens. Yeah, we I don't want to put them online and have a chance of it being uh Ravens fans. And I mean, and there's even Ravens fans that I, I know I could offer the tickets. I'm not. I'm not. I would rather it be vacant. But at the same time, with everything going on with my brother-in-law, I don't really want to make him have to take a loss on it. So um, so that's that's what's going on. So hopefully, cool. If anyone's interested, you can you can reach out to me. Um, would, would would really like to be able to do that for him. I said I would I would take on that from everything going on from them. Um to, so that they didn't have to worry about that, that that's something that I could do to help out. So, whew, Rich, there you are. You got a little bit blurry on me for a second. Hopefully I'm coming through well because you know what was coming through well? By the way. Steelers victories. What's up? Just take your glasses off. Take the, the bottom part of your T-shirt and rub them. I keep getting fuzzy because what it is, you have a spot on your glasses. I don't have a spot on my glasses. <laughs> I don't have a spot on my glasses. I almost fell for that, too. Oh, my brother. Uh, State of the Steelers says that I'm 15 rows, not 16. I mean, I know there's no row I. I'm trying to remember. where you, you talk while I count. Rich. How are you feeling after that win this week? Um, not bad. Uh, I feel like I'm continuing to see improvement in the Steeler team. I hope what I do is, is like, since the bye, we've seen progress, progress, progress. I But we still need to continue to see progress. That's um, right. You, yeah. You're spot on there. It's it. I mean, even if the Steelers were putting up forty points a game and shutting out their opponent, no, and only giving up single digits, you still want to see progress because that's how the NFL works. Yeah, but, but there, there's there's certain areas I still would like to see progress in. I brought it up in the knee jerk reaction. You brought it up in the by the numbers article. You guys talked about it in the post game show, and it was the the field goal to touchdown ratio. Yes. We need to work on that. I love, we are driving the football. Mm-hmm. Okay. We are driving the football and Which we are getting a problem earlier in the season. <laughs> okay. It was a big problem earlier in the season. Now we are driving the football and getting points. Now the next step is to start getting more touchdowns than field goals. Again, mm-hmm. it's baby steps. We got to keep working on these things though. Um, so 
although I felt great about the win, I also already am noticing, hey, we took a baby, yeah, we, we made a move forward here. Now we need to work on trying to move forward here. We made a move forward here. Now we need to continue to try to move forward to here. Um, you know, I, I don't think there's a fan out there in our live chat tonight that would say they're 100% satisfied with where this team at is at. I don't think there's a player on the Steelers roster that would tell you they were 100% satisfied with where this team is at. Yeah. But they are all probably fairly happy that things are moving in the right direction in most areas. And you have to get wins in doing so. That's the key. That's the key. Even if you're not perfect, you have to still win through your imperfections. One thing coach Tomlin said today, so much. So I want to, you know, pull out my notes and see if if exactly what he was saying was that he's like, um, he was, you know, talking about the Ravens. He's like, uh, well, first of all, I said, if you lose the field position battle, you're going to lose the game. Um, but, but the other thing is, is that he says that, um, where, where it is the group that absorbs negativity um, and moves on from it will have the advantage. And that's the thing in this game coming up. And that's the thing you have to be able to do. You're not going to be perfect. You have to, you know, um, embrace the imperfection. And it's, it's kind of like how they say, you know, you kind of ha- got to have amnesia at times when a young quarterback throws an interception, you, you got to let it go. We haven't had to worry about that since the bye week of the young quarterback throwing an interception. No, we have not. Yeah. So, Kenny, but Kenny yeah. Pickett has cleaned up his play. He's continued to make improvements. Even saw what I consider to be an in-game improvement from Kenny Pickett. An in-game adjustment. Did something wrong once? Came back. Got the chance to make do something very similar. Did it correctly. Yeah. Uh, like you know, he he. I guess you could technically say he overthrew Pat Fryermuth, but basically he threw the ball too much on a line, didn't put enough loft in it mm-hmm. to be able to give Fryermuth an angle to really catch a ball, but then turn around and made the correction on the touchdown throw to Connor Hayward. You know, yeah. it's even those in-game adjustments, which reminded me then, I actually was talking to somebody about it, Reminded me of a couple years ago, the same kind of improvement we saw in-game from Alex Highsmith against the Ravens. Remember when they kind of burned him on the one-pass play because he said he just didn't turn his hips and drop far enough, and later in the game, he does it and gets an interception. Gets the interception. Right? So even seeing those adjustments in the game, encouraging. That's, you know, if you ask me one word to describe the Steelers' game from this past week. That's where I say it's encouraging. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, you know, some people, uh, I noticed there was a little bit of discussion about, you know, the, the whole Matt Canada does it, you know, is this really enough for him to keep his job? Blah, blah, blah. I will be honest with you. Hear me out. This is, this has a logical progression. I don't want Matt Canada to be fired at the end of the season. It's not that I want Matt Canada to stay. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I don't want to be fired at the season at the end of the season because I want to see the Steelers offense continue to improve over these next five games and possibly even a sixth. We'll, we'll, we'll talk. We'll, we'll still wait a little bit on that. But I wow. want to see it improve. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> what? Come on. Why are you even saying that? Playoffs. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. No, 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 no. Playoffs. We can't. Don't talk about 
Playoffs? You kidding me? <laughs> Playoffs? Yeah, well, yeah, we're not talking about it. No. So, but but I'm just saying, I want it. I want the Steelers' offense to improve so much that that just becomes a non-factor. That's what I mean by it. It's not like I'm thinking he's oh he should. I'm I'm just saying that that would be a good thing, unless you're one of those people that are still upset that the Steelers aren't picking in the top five, um, because uh-huh. that means the Steelers are, are doing more of what they need to do. You know, while we're on the subject, I'll, I'll bring it up. You know, it, in this game, I think there was only one time in particular that I questioned the play call mm-hmm. and thought oh, that wasn't the greatest call there. I forget mm-hmm. what it was, but I think I mentioned it in the knee jerk. That I know was, which one yeah. I thought of. Which it one was, did you think of? Because I think it was the same it one. It was after the penalty. They got pushed. They got in the red zone. They got a penalty. They got pushed back. Um, it was like a first and 20 or something. I might've had two penalties to get them to a first and 20. Cause for some reason I'm thinking the Steelers only had five yard penalties uh, for the game. Cause how else do you have seven penalties for 30 yards? Uh, it was Cause you had deal. one penalty that was for zero yards. It was just a loss of down, but, uh, but it was like a first and 20 or something. And it was like, a, they brought in the jumbo package and an obvious handoff up the middle when yeah. you really needed to get some chunks of yards yes. over the next three yes. downs. I think it was. I think that was the same one that I questioned. Say, why did we go obvious run there? And not only did we put in the jumbo package, then they had the line stack. That play had no more. Had no, nothing better was going to come out of that than three yards, and the Steelers got two, second and eighteen. Not where you yeah. want to be. Yeah, not where you want to be. I mean, that one. You want to. You want to. You want to be second and twelve. Yeah, say do because. It was. It's a good opportunity to try to maybe, you know, get a chunk of yards back right there a little bit. Because when you, I, I'd have been honestly, if they'd have come in with the jumbo package and thrown out of it, then I would have been like, even if it would have been incomplete, I would have been, hey, you at least were trying to do something a little bit to to to, to yeah. change it up and and uh, and and get a little bit more yards. But they had been running the ball well, but that one I felt was almost a little bit too obvious. The thing when you come in with the jumbo was it does allow more defenders to come into the box um, with that. I'm not saying I don't ever and, want them to run it. And I have an opinion on that, and in me, that is becomes even tougher once short at the 20-yard line and in to go jumbo package and and run, unless you're right on the goal line. Unless you're only trying to gain up to two yards, yeah. So, yeah. Yep. Uh, so, the, just it, it's so nice to be talking about a game where the Steelers, you know, they they have good parts of their game, and you can talk about it, but it's in a winning effort. I mean, there, there's that that happened at other points earlier in the season where you could say. Oh, this this wasn't a such a terrible thing. I look back and you know, I think of the Miami game and how the defense shut them out in the second half and really shut them down, but they didn't do enough to win the game. So it's it's kind of like, yeah, well, they didn't win. So, but in this one, it's like, well, they didn't play perfect, but they did enough to win. So, but you also know you have a have some some other quality opponents, specifically this week on the horizon, that if you play in to win the game. No, sorry. Yeah. If you play in that way, that it might not, you might not be able to have the same outcome when it comes to a victory. So you've got to clean those kind of things up as well. But um, 
What do you think of the Steelers' run game? So you know, over over the last four weeks, or even specifically in this one. Well, specifically in this game, I mentioned somewhere in the knee jerk reaction article that it was nice seeing our offensive line blowing the defensive line off the ball. Like we like we were grading the road. Yeah, and it was nice to see. I mean, that was 154 yards, where the long rush was 14 yards. We pounded out 154 yards. Yeah. I mean, that was a game you were used to seeing from Jerome Bettis, you know, where he would rush for 130 yards with a long of 14. You know, it's like just pounded them into submission. And it really would have been pounding them into submission, if you think about it, if we take two of our field goal drives and instead score touchdowns, that game's not even close. Yeah. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. If you can convert those those field goals into touchdowns. Now, it was real interesting because Coach Tomlin brought this up. Not all of them. Even half of them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Half of them. Yeah, 50% or more. I mean, once again, five scoring drives. They only had seven drives. If you take away the one play they ran at the end of the first half, honestly, if the Steelers didn't have the ball inside the 20, they might've tried to do a little bit more. They ran one play. And if they would have got to the 20, I think they might've called a timeout and try to do something, but that's just the, the, the part of the field. You didn't want to mess around with and try to get too cute. It's kind of one of those general rules, general rules that you talk about with, with, with things of that nature. Um, when there was that that little time, even though you had the timeouts. So um, you take away that when you take away the kneel down at the end and they had seven drives because I'm not counting those two. Right. And they scored on five of them. They yeah. did not punt the ball into the fourth quarter. Yes. So that's a positive thing. And you're like, they just didn't have as many drives because also then in the second half, Atlanta went back to running the ball. Atlanta, some people said maybe they got, in the Slack channel, said maybe they got too cute for themselves. They saw something they thought they could exploit in the secondary and tried to do a lot of passing in the first half, and that's not their game. Well, regardless, they came out to run the ball, and man, that offensive line is a unit. I mean, it's not like they dominate every single person, person for person on that offensive line, but they work. I just Jeffrey was sharing some clips today yeah. on our Slack channel. And they and as they a work unit. as a unit. They are that that Atlanta run rushing game is no joke. And the Steelers held them under their season average. They were the they were the third fewest rushing yards Atlanta has had this year. But yet in the second half, it just felt like Atlanta could kind of were kind of running the way they, they needed to. Yeah, they but as the Carmen reminded me, when you get down to the end of the game and all you can do is run, that that's not a good recipe for success when you got to run the two minute drill. Yeah. They that offensive line as a unit may work, may be the best working unit, meaning the uh, the blocking as a unit in the league. Yeah. yeah. Like um the couple of those clips Jeffrey threw out there today, I mean that group was synchronized. Everybody yeah. was in step where they were to be when they needed to be there on a couple of those runs in the second half and it was just like wow. Now, our offensive line is working towards yeah. that. And yeah. they are getting closer to that every week. Yeah. They are. They are that you know working is and it really helps 
I said this to Jeff during the game, so he brought it up. I think he brought it up on Let's Ride. I, I listen all, to all his podcasts, so I don't. I can't remember which one he said it in. If it was at the post game, but I think it was Let's Ride. That Chuksakor for going out for that one snap. That was only the second time. Well, he was only the second offensive lineman to not have played every snap of the season. Four of the five had played every snap. The only one that had missed any was Mason Cole. He had missed five snaps throughout the season before he got injured just before halftime in the Bengals game, right? Bengals game. I'm pretty sure it was the Bengals game because it was the same one that Jalen Warren got hurt. Yes. So, So it was that one. So the offensive line getting so many plays together, it really does help. That's a group that needs to continue to grow. Um, and and as long as they do, that's going to show some things with the Steelers' success. But one of the things I was going to say, Mike Tomlin mentioned in the post-game press conference um, that, that I thought was a good acknowledgement. He's like, they got a they they held Atlanta to a field goal on their on Atlanta's last drive. He's like, sometimes, sometimes teams just don't finish it off themselves. They were driving. They scored the touchdown that got yeah. called back on a hold. Then they had another penalty. They got pushed back for that reason and had to settle for a field goal. And you're like, wow, did the Steelers really did the Steelers really win because of that? But that's the exact same thing that happened to the Steelers. Yeah. On their I don't know if it was the drive right before, but it was their drive in the second half where they scored a field goal. Um they were down, they were rolling and Deontay Johnson falls forward, you know, and, and then there was, there, there was another one there. And that was the one that we said had a play that we didn't like, but when the Steelers got put into that situation, that killed their drive and made them have to settle for a field goal. So it is, so it, it was give and take both ways. Um, Mika Fitzpatrick doesn't run it in. I, I noticed your reaction um, on knee jerk. Now that you think about it more, what do you think about him not taking the ball in? Oh, it actually was really smart. It really was. It really was. Because by not running the ball in, that means that Atlanta never touches the ball again. Yeah. Would it hate to have a, you know, would it would it hate to have had a Wang Harbs moment there? Yeah. Well, because yeah, the, the last thing you want to do is say, okay, hey, there, we're up 10 points. Yay. All right, let's let let's kick it off. And the kickoff doesn't go exactly what you wanted. And all next thing you know, Patterson catches it and he returns it. Then they're kicking an onside kick, trying to get the ball to to, to get a tying field goal. But instead, you're doing victory formation and the game's over. Right. I mean, do you live in your fears? No. But you didn't need six or seven more points right there. You needed to possess the ball. And that's what Mickey Fitzpatrick did. And that was smart. Um, although I would have loved to have seen that that score go up to, to 26. But it is what it is. Um, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. We, so where where are we where 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 are we still needing to go here? Yeah, well, we're gonna. I really do want to talk about this game coming up, but I, I also want to make sure that we've got everything covered in in anything else from this game from this past week. If there's something else you want there, actually, yeah. The the one thing I do want to mention is, is you know, one particular play I want to mention. My gosh, that punt! You talk about about something that I'm guessing Big Press has spent plenty of time working on, how he got that ball to basically land at the one and check up to be down at the two was pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, freaking looked like 
I won't say mine. I'll say Kyle's because he's better than I am. It looked like Kyle's pitching wedge. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, he just Jeff talked about that on Let's Ride. He's like, it was the perfect wedge. You know, you're 70 yards out. He he really he laid it down. He's like, he's like, it's where you put the ball, you put the spinner right where you want, and it hits and it just sticks and it's just right there. It's right there. Like, and, now you're, and now you're now you're now you're tapping for birdie. You know, it's like yeah, it, what a feeling. And I'm guessing that that's had to be the feeling Big Press had after that punt. Because he was just like, that's why I spend the time practicing it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what you do. I mean, and, and that's the thing. I know some people like you can't afford to ever have, you know, you one shank every three games. It's just kidding. But you know what? That's true. I'm not going to disagree. You anytime, anytime you get that bad punt, it hurts. I I was in the stadium when the Pittsburgh Steelers lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Mike Glennon because a, a, a Brad Wing punt went nowhere and they gave them the time to score the touchdown to win the game with seven seconds yeah. left. I mean, that, that, I mean, I, I don't, I think they had the ball at the 40, you know, coming in something crazy like that. I've, oh, I've seen that, but when Sorry. you, can, yeah, I'm a man. I'm, <laughs> I'm 40. Yeah. So that's, that, that's just one of those things. But when you see a punt like that, that's you're like, if that guy can do that when you need him to, I'm good. I'm good. That 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 was really yep. something. Yeah. So who yeah, that that was good. And I will say it because it could have been his last game with the Steelers. That because because that's some news we should we should be talking about. I didn't I didn't start talking about the news. I just got into things. I, man, what did I do? Is Matthew Wright. Had another nice game for the Steelers. Yeah, he missed two kicks in his first with the Steelers, but since then he went three straight games missing nothing. Hit hit the field goals. That hit the four field goals. Two forty sixes and a forty eight. Yeah, he had to bank one in, but the bottom line is it went through. Um, doesn't it's a say it's three points regardless whether it hits the upright or goes straight down the middle. Um, I, although come on, for someone I I know that it, it does a lot with confidence and everything else, but. His kickoff yeah, was you, really good, but 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 you didn't see though. You didn't mm-hmm. see that when he kicked the ball, got about halfway there, he called bank. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's funny is that that kicks going. I'm saying to Jeff, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, he missed it. He I missed like, it. I, I, no, I, I didn't love say he missed. It. It. I, I was yeah. like, oh, it's gonna be close. Don't and through, and I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <sighs> Yeah, so that, that I just kudos to him because after the kickoffs were a problem in Indy, they were not a problem this week. He he kicked it short to get them to come out of the end zone to field it. Then he kicked it, you know, away from from Patterson, no matter where he was. Then he then they bring Patterson out to the to the five yard line or so when they kick it over his head for the touchback. You can't you can't backpedal into into the end zone and then bring it out. I mean, you out. can. It's just really not a good idea. It's really then the, the one time it looked like Patterson was towards the was in the very middle, and he laid one just a yard or two deep, but kicked it so close over towards the sideline that Patterson started that way and then basically just pulled up. And he's like, "Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah." So there, you know, kudos to him because here's some of the news. 
with Coach Tomlinson's press conference today, he talked about injuries. Um, there is no one that missed the game due to injury because, um, you know, they finally put Witherspoon on IR. Yeah, but um, Witherspoon on IR. The, the questionable yeah. guys played. Um, so the, the only injuries that they talked about was he said, you know, Chooks' shoulder, he missed one play, but they might they might take it easy with him early in the week just to make sure he's good, is basically what Coach Tomlin was saying. TJ yeah. Watts banged up. You could tell by his play yeah. on Sunday. Could, could you notice that? Well, they said, you know, He's last week he got hit through, in the though. ribs, and then they said that he was actually wearing the uh, the flap jacket, you know, the rib protector this week. I could tell that was affecting him, uh, especially when he tried to speed rush because he couldn't flex and bend to the side. Yeah. The way he usually, you know, how he usually comes yeah. in and gets real low and digs around. He couldn't yeah. do it. Yeah, just, yeah. Yeah. So he was having you're, to, you're he right. was, so he was having to play a slightly different game than he usually does. But I think he did a good job making the adjustments that he needed to and trying to do the things that he could do. Yeah. And just having to draw the attention just really does help. Um, now, if, if, it, if this continues to be like this, teams might not put as much attention on them. But if they don't, then I still say watch out. Um, yeah. And and I, I'll say this now, an 80% TJ Watt is better than 100% whoever else they would have to put out there in this spot, you know, a Malik Reed sure. or a, yeah, it, it just is. And it could even be a lower percentage. I was just saying 80%. Um, so I would look for Watt to really, I mean, I, hopefully he doesn't even practice the first two days or, or if he does stuff, he's limited where he could limited come out. Practice. Limited that's what, might be, that's what he was all last week. Uh, limited meaning you're going to go out, you're going to do things, but anything that could possibly, you know, you know, maybe, maybe just get some exercise, run through drills, but anything that could set that off, keep him out. Um, yep. and you could, we've, we've seen TJ Watt not practice and come out there and play great. So I just want to see him, his health improve. Uh, but the other thing that Coach Tomlin talked about, he's like, we're not banking on having Chris Boswell or William Jackson the third this week. We'll see how things progress with them. The only way things progress with them is if they open the window. Right. And they are both ready to open the window. It's been four games. So you don't activate them today because they didn't practice. That makes you lose a day. I have a feeling I would not be shocked at all if both players, if they start their 21-day windows tomorrow. And that way they can both practice and they're not taking up a spot on the 53. Boz, you know, Boz comes out. You know, he's not allowed to practice otherwise. Now he comes out and he can actually kick with him, see how the groin's feeling. If he comes out and it's feeling a little bit, oh, don't worry about it. Then, then you start. The only way you don't start the window is if you're like, man, I don't think There's he no can chance. do anything. Yep. We might as well not even start it. Right. So I, I I believe both of those guys will be practicing this week based on Coach Tomlin's comments. Now, like Coach Tomlin said, doesn't mean that they'll be in the mix for playing this week. We'll let practice be our guide. I mean, if you're going to let practice be your guide, it means you got to come back and practice because – you know, good because what? you know why. You know why? why? We're talking about practice. Yeah, that's why. Because we're talking about practice. Not a game. Yeah. No, not a game. Not, not a, game. a game. 
not a game. We're talking about practice. Um, yeah. Hey, let's let's go ahead and take our break real quick, yep, and then we quick. can come back. So we can we can. I want to talk about the Steelers' third quarter because to me, the third quarter just finished, um, and how that rolls into into where we are. So I'm going to set this up, get into the title of the show because it's talking about. Next week's opponent. And that's how we split the show up generally is that we talk about last week and then roll in. So if you're here with us on YouTube or Facebook, stick around for, we'll just be gone a couple of seconds. If you're here with the audio, uh, check out the a word from our sponsors. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. And we are back, Pittsburgh Steelers fans. I don't know if that was really silent. Could you hear the train going off in the background here? Um, I don't know if you can hear that or not. I, I couldn't, but I don't have my headphones up particularly okay, loud okay. right but now. But we, so. we're back. We're rolling on. It's the Scobro Show. If you missed it in the first half, if you're just joining us now, I've got tickets to the game. My brother-in-law can't go. Uh, family issue going on. Um, just trying, I'm just trying to, to you can't go. I can't go. We're, we're just, Nobody we're just trying to have him not take a loss on him. So it's 300 bucks for the pair of tickets, 16 rows. And I counted them 16 rows up in the end zone. I can even send you a picture. Seriously. If, if, if you're interested, let me know. But if you're like, well, Hey, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see, try, you know, I'm, I'm, I really am trying to do this for my brother-in-law. So, um, so if, if you're interested, I'd, I'd love to do it, but uh, also want to make sure that we're, we're getting some, some, some serious inquiries. If, if you ask me to say, Hey, can you hold them to hold them for me for three days? I'm, I'm just not going to be able to do it. So, uh, and I think everyone understands. So, yeah. And, and, you know, you just need to understand that the tickets are there and available because the SCOs can't go. The scos can't go. It's 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 the no sco bro show. No sco bro. Oh, so yeah, I I can't know. Um, it's the no go sco bro. And here we go. Yeah, it's can't Ravens go. week. It's Ravens week. Let's get into this Ravens week. It's the Ravens oh, versus it's, the Pigeons. If yes, the Ravens versus. <laughs> I was gonna say, Sherry just brought this up. Yeah, you know. Oh, where to go? I can't, there, yep. no, no, it was there. Okay. Yeah. My computer lagging. Yes, it is. Uh, there you go. Re- release the pigeons. Yes, we need release to the release the pigeons. Yes, to take down the ravens. Yes, so. other people have the kraken. We have the pigeons. Yes, <laughs> that's 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 the Steeler fans. Um, it's Ravens week, but I talked during the bye week, and man, when the Steelers rolled into their bye week after the after they they did not have the best showing against the Philadelphia Eagles, it was kind of a regroup and everything that it's like, you know, 
the this this season is it lost yet? The Steelers, if they can come out of their bye and go three and one or better in the third quarter, then that means the Week 14 matchup against the against the Baltimore Ravens in Pittsburgh is going to be significant. So first, you got to go at least three and one in the third quarter. Then you, in order to make that game significant, then if you pull that game out, then you're talking about getting your little logo on the far right side column when they're talking about playoffs. That's right. That's what they do. They 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 talk about playoffs. Yeah, when they're talking about that, that you would see a a, a nice logo, you know, white with three hypocycloids that, that would be there in the hunt. And honestly, I'm not saying that I think the Steelers should go to the postseason. I mean, if they can really roll off the wins that they need to get there, then that's a team the people are going to say, hey, look out for them. But the biggest thing for them is to improve. And I just love for them to be relevant. Well, they did the three and one. Would have been great if they could have pulled off the four and oh, but they were facing the 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 last year's AFC representative of the Super Bowl. So it's not like they lost to a completely slouched team. Who is who who is actually who as a team is actually playing some pretty decent football, right? Yes, now. they are. I mean, I mean, think about that. That the what 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 they've done since um with with both of their with, with their one yeah, both of their victories since they played the Steelers. So this is huge. So the question is of the show, Rich, are the Ravens in week 13 the biggest opponent 2022 has to offer? I, I don't know if I want to say – I don't know if I necessarily want to say the biggest, but playing the Ravens is always big. Yeah. Um, the Ravens and Steelers use the games against each other as their measuring stick. Yeah. So in that way, yes, it, it might be the biggest because it will be part of our true measuring stick. We will always measure ourselves about how do we stack up and play against the Ravens. Yeah. And it is going to be a very typical black and blue slobber knocker of a game i expect yeah and then in the end i just hope that we get to you know stick it to wang harps <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I oh man someone reached out to us on the on the on after the the post game show and just did the just did the video part of Brian Anthony Davis. If you did not check out the the post game show with Brian Anthony Davis talking about Wang Harbs and did you know? I mean, I know we call him that, but do did other people use the nickname Harbs before? I don't. I don't know. Coach and, and Tomlin I called him Harbs twice today. Twice <laughs> he called him Harbs. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that Coach Tom got that from us. I'm just saying it's like I, when when we came up with that. I, I think it was it was a combination of Brian saying something and Jeff then combining it to come up with that nickname. I didn't know that he was widely referred to as Harbs at the time, but Coach Tomlin called him Harbs twice today, which I thought was crazy. Which just as soon as I hear it, I'm like, oh. So uh yeah wow. that's okay yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately I didn't get to watch the post game show because I had to 
I I had a I had a concert that I was a choral concert I was singing in. So yeah. I did not get to see the fun of that. And I I was sad I didn't get to. And I haven't even had the opportunity to go back and listen to it because I knew that Bad would jump into the Wang Heart. Yeah, yeah. So I, I yeah. Because it's Ravens Week. It's Ravens Week. Everybody have fun tonight. Everybody beat Wang Harbs tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's basically it. well sure, but but at the same time, it's because the way he does stuff, and you know, he does have a very punchable face. If you know what I mean, he just has one of those faces that you're like, Man, I wish I could just smack that guy. If he's when he does something when he does something it. yeah. If he's, your coach, if he's on your team, you love him. But if he's not on your team, you want to just smack him in the mouth. Yeah. Heinz Ward. Beloved yes. by Steeler fans. But if he didn't play on your team, you had a lot of reason to hate that guy. Yes. I get yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just, you know, Kathy says like TB12. You know, he has a very punchable face. You know what I mean? Or a guy that you're just like... If he's not on your team, you just, yeah, you just don't don't like that guy. Yep. <sighs> so, but but it's Ravens week. I think this is the Steelers have set this up to be the key game for their season. They got back to a point where I mean, if they had one more win at this, I'm, of course, if they had more wins, it'd be even better. But that's not who this team was early in the season. What where it was to get there, but they're at a point right now. That if they could knock off the Ravens, then every week their game is going to be relevant as long as they can win the next one. Now, can will the Steelers go five and zero over the last five games? I don't know that they that they can do that, but you can't go five and zero until you win the first one, right? And you got to play the Ravens twice, and you can't beat the Ravens twice unless you, you beat them the first time. I will say you can't beat. Beat the, the twice in one game. You have to go to the first game and win it. And then we'll worry about the second game when yeah. you would get there. Well, it's kind of so, like Coach yeah. Tomlin talked about today. Uh, he was asked a really good question um, during this press conference. And it was about, it was the last one of the whole thing. And it, it was about, they're in the business of winning and in the business of making the playoffs. That's what they are. Um and he was asked, you know, how much is that playoff discussion something that you guys continue throughout the season, especially at this point? And Coach Tomlin's answer was, it's every week of our lives, but we frame it that this week is what's important relative to that. It's not a realistic discussion unless we handled our business this week. That's what I mean when I say each week we're singularly focused. It's not like we don't acknowledge the elephant in the room. There's something that's coming at the end of this thing, but we want to be positioned for it. And so we know what this week means relative to it. That was what Coach Tomlin said about it. So it's 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 the, the whole thing. That's the goal. But you can't look at the goal of just where it is there. You have to look at it week by week and you have to do what you do right now. And, and honestly, it's, it's, it's nice and exciting for Steelers fans to be talking about the Steelers hosting the Ravens. And it's not just like, Oh man, how long am I going to even want to be able to keep this game on that? That's not the feeling you have after the last four games. That's not the feeling, at least that I have. I don't think you have that either after the last four games. This team has shown that they 
they have improved to that point. Isn't that how, how a lot of people were feeling in the live chat and just in other things going into that Eagles game? Now, I'm also not saying that the Ravens are the Eagles. They have, they've struggled the last few weeks, even before Lamar Jackson got hurt. So that's why I think that the Ravens, they're ripe for the picking in Pittsburgh with everything right now. But if the Steelers get a win against the Ravens, people are going to start noticing. you. That will be much more noticeable, even without Lamar Jackson, than a win over the Colts or a win over the Falcons. Can, can you agree with that? Yes, I, I can. Yes. Yeah. Well, like I said, it is a fantastic measuring stick, especially now, like you said, we, just, we went 3-1 and one in that third quarter, and then it, you get to start the fourth quarter with – what I consider to be the Steelers' regular measuring stick game. Yeah. Yeah, this 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 is the biggest measuring. Well, I mean, they, you could have looked at the Cincinnati game as a measuring stick one as well. But that was, you know, their second week coming out of the bye. You felt like they were maybe getting back on track. And they even had themselves set up that they could have won that game. Yes. They didn't, but they could have. Right, and and it's not even about you know the late touchdown earlier in the game the the poor third quarter things of that nature um, you, that 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 more could have more could have come from that um, you know woulda coulda shoulda but the Steelers have kind of grown I mean they they had a rough third quarter really bad against the Colts but this past week what did the Steelers do with the third quarter? They didn't finish it off with a touchdown, but they put up a field goal. And then their and and then their next drive in the third quarter didn't finish until the fourth quarter. I right. mean, that was the one that was the almost fumble. Um, did you think I didn't think that was gonna get overturned? I didn't either. Yeah. I mean, but I didn't see it well enough before they went to commercial. I just went, I'm like, they you know, defense has got to step it's, up, blah, blah, blah. Honestly, to me, it was another one of those um only got overturned because you on replay they slow it down. Yeah, I mean if you look at that at game speed and that that is frustrating at times. And I I would I would I see why Atlanta had a gripe with that if they did because Correct. There there's nothing game speed wise to make you think that that wasn't wasn't a catch and then he lost it. The so but I, 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 I don't I, even know I if it was looked out. It was more that he lost it. I understand their gripe. And I understand they're great because we've had those same kind of calls go against us. Yeah. Where we've said, man, the only reason, you know, we, we've had them go against us. That was one of the few I feel went for us. I say one of the few. I, I, you know, it, I don't know what it is, but to me it feels like that those kind of calls go probably two to one against us. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, or, or maybe how. or maybe three to two against us. Yeah, but for me, it was nice. You know, okay, we got that one. Yeah, yep. And and uh, it was one of those that I'm surprised they didn't stick and, with the call on the field. And and maybe by the letter of the law, it wasn't a fumble, but in my eyes, it was a fumble. Yeah, yeah. By by the by the rule book, it, it's one of those things that you know they say. You know, you can try to def define exactly what it is, but you should know it when you see it. Seeing that, it seemed like it should have been a fumble. But, 
by the by the until you, by, until you slowed it down until and could you look slowed at it, it down and broke down exactly what the rule is. Um, I'll I'll just say this: if they would have called it incomplete on the field, there's no way they would have overturned it to be a fumble. Right. So the fact that they called it a fumble on the field, if they wouldn't have overturned it because there wasn't enough evidence, I I I, I wouldn't have thrown a fit about. It. I, I I wouldn't have. I'd have been unhappy. I'd have said. Well, I'd have been unhappy, and I'd have said, yeah. "Well, you know, we never get those calls." Yeah, and 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 it's and it's one of those things that well, if they would have called it a fumble, there's no way they would have overturned it to. If, if they would have called it incomplete, there's no way they would have overturned it to be a fumble. But so. Maybe it really was incomplete, but you know, just because of that. But that's that's looking way too far into it. Um, bottom line is you don't know how the game would have played out because nope. because Atlanta wouldn't have held the ball for nearly as long because they wouldn't have had to move it down the field as long. Maybe they still get into the red zone and and have the penalties um and have to settle for the field goal and the only thing that changes is the clock and everything would have been different everything would have been different maybe the steelers actually score on their last drive because they're looking to push the ball more you, you just don't know how it would have all played out but what, let's talk what about it have. <laughs> yeah what it could have should have i'm 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 still i'm 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 still here ready to ready to go for this game because i think i still don't know which way i'm going to go with this game I really don't. Even without, I would honestly, I keep saying that, I'd rather have a hobbled Lamar Jackson than 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 a, than a healthy. It's Tyler Huntley, um, right? Because yeah, then they I, they I signed know. they signed Huntley. Is that? I I, I don't know. That? I don't keep it straight. Yeah. I don't follow the Ravens. Yeah, they would have followed the Ravens. Suck. Yeah, <laughs> don't want to see Ravens that. Suck. But uh, this is one of those games that. I think the biggest thing the Steelers need to do is that they've got to keep playing in the way they've been playing as they're making their improvements. Let's talk about the George Pickens thing for a little bit. Okay. He was frustrated on the sidelines, only had two targets, going back home where he grew up, probably had a lot of family there. I understand the frustrations. And Coach Tomlin even said, hey, I'd be, you know, I understand why for who doesn't want the ball. He's like, he's like, you're not gonna you're not gonna question TJ Watt wanting to get more hits on the quarterback. But he says, but we also have to make sure we have a mature and professional response to these kind of things as well, which I think was true for Coach Tomlin to say that. So to me, was it you? Was it someone? I, I can't remember who it was that said this that. George Pickens is, you know, he's the guy that doesn't have to be open for him to catch the ball. Right. But if Kenny Pickett's going to be, you know, and I, I felt it looked like they were bracketing him. I didn't look at the, I didn't check the all 22 and look at that afterwards, things of that nature. I'm just saying during the game, it looked like there was help over the top against Pickens that he had someone underneath someone, someone over the top, not every play, but at least the plays, you know, maybe it was every play, but at least the plays I was paying attention to. So that could be frustrating. But when Kenny Pickett was throwing into those situations early on when he was the starter, that's when he was getting more interceptions. So I get maybe he wasn't the most confident throwing into the coverage that the Falcons were showing him on George Pickett's. 
Yes. It had nothing to do that it was George Pickens. They could have covered Deontay Johnson like that. And I still think the right thing would have been Deontay Johnson would have had less targets because of that. I also think that because Deontay wasn't happy, they threw it to him a little bit too much. I love the plays that he made. It's also frustrating the plays that weren't made as well. But the the offense does better when Deontay Johnson isn't forced the ball. He's just a part of the offense because you – I don't know, especially this past game, wasn't efficient enough, um, I think is a good way to put it. So to so to me, you know, with, with George Pickens, I, I get his frustrations, but at the same time, if the Ravens choose to cover him in the same way the Falcons did, I don't want Kenny Pickett feeling like he's got to throw on the ball eight or ten times. Right. Because I think even though Pickens might pull in and make some great catches there, there you could also maybe see an interception or two, and I think that's something the Steelers really need to make sure they avoid on Sunday. Yeah, and, and if you are going to throw into that type of coverage, I think you have to pick and choose. Yeah. And you have to pick and choose carefully when you do it. You know, um, it, it wasn't it wasn't me on the Slack channel, and I don't remember who it was, but yes, it, it's it, – it's, is, is Kenny Pickett seeing certain windows, certain things, and he wasn't seeing those comfortable windows with George Pickens, was seeing it elsewhere? Again, you could go into the talk that, and I, it may have been you that brought this up, that you know Deontay Johnson is known as an excellent route runner. Deontay yeah. Johnson runs himself open. Yeah. Is it more comfortable for a rookie quarterback to throw it at a guy who runs himself open or for a guy that battles for the catch? Yeah. I mean, to I, 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 I don't know what the comfort level is there, but yeah, I just, you know, they are two very distinct styles of wide and different styles of wide receiver. Yeah. But how, okay. They are, but it's also what you choose to do because a lot of times teams will, they'll, they'll take one guy and they'll, if they feel that they have a a shutdown defender, they'll put that one guy on one receiver and then the other one they'll give help to, to me, what they did this past week is they put Terrell on Deontay Johnson and then gave help with George Pickens. I don't know if that was, I can say I'm not, I'm the, the secondary and wide receivers. That is the, that is the I've I can tell you more about special teams than I can about those things. So so I mean even just I mean even like kickoff coverage and and, and I'll, I'll just wait because you know I'm yeah. sure either Jeffrey or or um Kevin will yeah yeah if it if it was a us. big enough deal they'll throw some all 22 out there and then we'll get to see <laughs> you know yeah yeah so it's it's when when you look at it I think it might have been going the other way earlier in the season. I'm not sure, but that that's the way it seemed to me because I it seemed like Deontay Johnson had Terrell on him um, on, on the times that I'm thinking of throughout the game, and therefore that's what they left to, to Pickens. Is that the success? Is that the recipe for success for someone to beat the Steelers? I don't know, but you've kind of got to make a decision and come up with a game plan and go with it. We'll see what that game plan is going to be from Baltimore's defense um, um, against the Steelers. Um, but when it comes to that, 
if the Steelers can keep running the ball, I don't yeah. know that that's as important. Um, it, it, yeah, it this, really is. This game's going to be, again, like I said, the nice measuring stick for our offensive line. Can our offensive line continue to gel, move a defensive line, and us continue to run the football and control the clock? Yeah. If they are able to do those things, I will be very happy because there mm-hmm. is a good chance I will get to, you know, breathe in yeah. that sweet smell again next week. Yeah. And it's not like I don't ever want Kenny Pickett to look at a, something that, a situation like that and not take advantage. There, there was times that they even pointed out, Hey, look, it looks like they got Pickens one-on-one out here, but it, you could just tell based on the formation. I think they had a run play, you right. know, that, that could he have, could he have checked into something to say, Oh, I finally got him one-on-one. I'm going to do that. Or were they disguising it? Or were they trying to show a one-on-one in order to bait? It almost seemed like they were trying to bait Kenny Pickett into forcing it to, to, to Pickens so they could make him pay for it. You know, I there don't were, know. There were a couple times where I noticed them first walking the safety, the safety up. And then just prior to the snap, him sprinting, sprinting back and out to complete the bracket. And I kept twice, at least I saw that during the game. And both times I thought they were trying to bait Kenny Bickett into throwing the ball over there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and the fact that if they were trying to get him to do certain things and he wasn't doing it, even if you're like, oh man, you've got to get the ball to Pickens. If that's what's going on, then he made the right decision. I just don't know that you could say play in and play out for all, was it 64 or 65 plays that they had on offense? Well, they don't all count because two of them and, were wasted. And um, I just want to clear up too. You're not saying that he was making the right decisions. You're just saying that if, if these things were indeed the, the in place, the way we're describing them, yeah. then it was the right decisions. Um, like you said, I haven't watched the all 22. Like I said, I did yeah. notice those two plays, and I thought that I saw something in particular and thought, ooh, they're trying to, to bait him into that, into thinking he had one-on-one coverage over there when he didn't. And um, and I understand your take. I really just yeah, want to find somebody that, that could maybe break that down a little more and, and make sure so, oh, yeah. so we could see. Um, yeah. Because it, it's one of those where, yes, I understand Pickett's frustrations. Now, what Pickett mm-hmm. needs to be careful of is this, okay? What he needs to be careful of is, and Coach Tomlin in a roundabout way alluded to it, is the way we handle that has to be better and more professional. Yeah. And there's really a big reason for that, okay? If you let teams see you react and do things that way, they will know that that is only going to have a negative impact on the team's overall offense. And they will come out and try to do those things to a player to get that reaction because it hurts. It hurts the Steelers and helps the team that's doing it. When you see a wide receiver, an all pro wide receiver throwing water jugs on the sideline, all you've done is given all the other teams in the NFL to say, "Hey, let's go back and see what they were doing to him that made him so frustrated, and let's re- and let's copy that." Yes, you know that's a really good point. That's a really good point. Um, 
Ooh, okay. Uh, but the whole reason I brought up the stuff with Pickens is it'll just be really interesting to see how the Ravens play this out this week. Yes. That's an interesting thing to watch. So um, both of these teams running the ball. That's an interesting thing to watch. Before we get into our scores, Rich, I need you to be thinking about what your score is going to be. Yep. But I've got to give a special shout out. I've got to give a shout out to Nathan Smith. I don't know that he's in the live chat tonight. He might be catching this later. Um he, I, I used a question that he had on my Stat Geek last week, but uh, today he was supposed to be uh, celebrating the birth of his son. So he said he was hoping to be holding his son and, and listen to the show tonight. Um, so, Nathan, if you're listening, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, hope, everything went well. Everything's hope you're holding the little guy. For, for all you know, you, so if it's your first, you might not realize how long it takes, especially with the first one. Maybe you're still um, – maybe it's still on the way. I'm not sure where you are. I'm sure I'll, I'll hear from you at some point, but uh, make sure you make Sorry. sure you use that wrap in that. You got to swaddle in that terrible towel. Yeah, but you said, you know, maybe it's all the way. And only one thing came to mind. Ready? Uh oh. You're going to laugh when I do this because you're going to know exactly what it is. Oh, okay. probably aren't, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, the, 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 the classic comedy that we're not supposed to talk about anymore. Um, they've been yeah. canceled. They've yep. been canceled. Can't yep. talk about that comedy yeah. anymore, but it's, yeah. it's yeah. still hilarious to yeah. me. It's yep. yeah. thinking, thinking back to just the memories of it back when we were kids. Um, Rich, what's your score? What's your score for All this right. Sunday? Um, man, there, there's a couple of things that are going to be intriguing this game. You brought up run game for both teams. Um, I'm interested to see the impact both the tight ends have on the game because Mark Andrews is one of the best mm -hmm. and Pratt Fire, Pat Firemuth is headed towards one of the best. And him, him um, and Connor Hayward were the top two scorers of tight ends yeah. in PFF this week. And, and whether so you like their scoring or be not. Real interested to see how each defense handles that tight end on the other side. Yeah. It, it, you know, it's going to be a as most Steeler Ravens games are, it, it's going to be fun to watch. Um, I'll have the, I'll probably eat an entire bottle of Tums. Um, yeah. I'll be lucky that I don't break my TV by throwing something at it. Got to have um, soft things in in in, in yes. range to grab. Yes, <laughs> yes. exactly. <laughs> things to grab and throw towards the television that will not destroy the television. Um, the Steelers have a real chance here. Um, it is not going to be easy. This is another one of those games that I, I have a feeling in the end, it's going to come down to a field goal or less. Um, ah, okay. Early in the week, I'm going to say this again, because I have the right to reserve. Uh, I reserve mm -hmm. the right to make a change to mine based on what goes yes. on with injury reports throughout the week. Ready? Here's the final score. Uh, I'm going to say 22 to 20 Ravens. Unless Boz plays, and then it's going to be 23-22 Steelers. Oh, okay. All right. there, there you go. There you go. There you go. Um, I'm going to put that out there um, with the scores for people that I'm sure that are just waiting to, waiting to do that. Whew. My thing is, what I'm thinking about it is, the last thing that I want is for this game to be within a field goal or less because of the whole Justin Tucker part of the equation. You can't 
you can't discount that guy. You really can't. No. As much as you hate that he wears that purple uniform, you just can't. So here we go. We've got lots of scores coming here to finish out here. Okay, remember, if you don't say a team, then we assume that you mean Steelers. Um, um, uh, Thomas Riley says um, – it says Steelers 24, Ravens 23, and gave you some advice on what to do so you don't break right, yep. okay, Actually, I'll bring home all my little uh, stress balls and the little yeah. Nerf bomb things that Kyle gave me several years ago that I used that I throw at people in meetings when they're not paying attention. Yeah, um, I'll probably bring some of those home so that I can throw those things at the TV and not damage it. That's a way to do it. So we got Pigeon 16, Ratbirds 13 from Sean Manahan. That's a good one. Moneybag says 23-13 Steelers, baby. Um, Steel Dog 88 goes with 23-20 Steelers. Um, Brian, uh, Brian Brown says 17-16 Steelers. He had and he he's, with Harbs going for two again and not get that. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Love that. Oh, oh that would be hilarious. Oh, I don't know that I could I could handle the stress of that. Okay. State of the Steelers, 16-12 Steelers. Uh George OTJ says 20 to 16 Steelers. James Tresvant says Steelers 20 to 16 as well. Uh Craig J. Lawson says 27-24 Steelers. Uh Frosty the Bear says 27-13 Men of Steel. Whoa, it skipped on me. Let's see if I got that. Okay. Steelers Pittsburgh says 2017. Um, Daniel Red says 24-20 Steelers. Harvey Stone, Scott, 24-17 Steelers. Um, Dion Eaton says uh, Steelers 24, Ravens 28. Okay. Uh, Reginald Rivers says 23-16 Steelers. Tyler W. says 12-10, good guys. Um, um, Quinton Shelby says 20 to 16 Steelers. Kathy Ford says 24 21 Steelers. George Teston, he's going with the high score 36 24 Steelers. You know, kind of like what, what Bad did last week, you know, bringing in some of those touchdowns. Jerry Cherry Band, who, who gives us our, our, um, our, our great music here. It's 23-21 Steel Dog 88. <laughs> um, Dark Storm 1 says 30-17 Steelers. Um, uh, Mr. Wood Sigh yeah. says Steelers 24-20. Um, and he thinks Pickens is going to get a TD there late. Randy Wagner says 17-16 Steel Curtain. Whew, I think this is going to be one of those one of those games that should really be close unless one team turns it over and the other one doesn't. Sherry Richards has 23-16. Got to get Sherry's up there. She's here every week. Okay. Um, that That's the key. If the, the bigger the turnover margin for one team or the other, the bigger the difference in the score, in my opinion. Yeah. Honestly. Uh, yeah, um, I agree. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not going to be one of those things like, my goodness, look at the Steelers play and the Bengals this year. They had huge turnover margin, barely won the first game, still had a turnover margin and lost the second game just because that's who the Bengals are. I don't think that's the way this one plays out. Outside Steeler fan says, good guy 17, Ratbirds 14. Okay. Um, that 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 um, the, There's a lot of factors here, and I think the injury reports coming out this week will be very interesting to see as well. Before we head out of here, I want to remind everyone once again, two tickets, section 122, row Q, if you're interested in them for Sunday, because of stuff going on with the family, we just simply can't do it. Um, we're just hope I'm just trying to, to not have my brother-in-law take a loss. So that's why it's 300 for the pair. 
reach out to me on Twitter, STLR Superfandad, or add the at gmail.com for my email address. And um, if if you think that's something that you could do, make sure you're checking out all the podcasts. We've got Let's Ride Tomorrow. You've got um yeah, I, I did the um what's it, the Mike Tomlin press conference. If you didn't catch his press conference, I did the recap podcast that was out earlier. Um, you know, yeah, Jeffrey's cutting the floor, Steelers fix has um all went out today. We've got a um Know Your Enemy tomorrow night is our YouTube show. We've got everything the same, the same shows in the same time slots that they should be. Daniel J should be returning on Saturday, State of the Steelers, as he's uh recovering and says that he's he's doing all right, but still feeling it. But he's coming along. Um, Rich, what what do you have to say here to close us out tonight? Ah, close us out tonight. Hey, we we first first we got a short stack, right? Yep. Now, like I said, now we're headed for the measuring stick, and uh, we're going to see how we stack up against the measuring stick, mm-hmm. right? Uh, can we stack some more? Uh, again, I expect the typical slobber knocker game of Steelers Ravens. Um, they could prove me wrong, but it just, I mean, seriously, if you say it's going to be a slobber knocker between the Steelers and the Ravens, 90% of the time you're going to be right. Cause 90% of the time, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, still excited to see. Uh, I am going to not have any problems. Can watch the game. Just no way I can go, could go to the game. Um, be hanging out, um, probably driving my wife nuts, um, hoping that Kyle and I get to watch together. We've been getting parts of games together here and there, but he had, it's, since the going to the Saints game, I don't think he and I have been able to watch an entire game together because he, he's had Gotta something remedy going that. on. Yep. Um, but hoping we can. For the record, the past two games, I've sat on my couch and worn my sunglasses. <laughs> like there I did go. at the Saints game. Uh, and those have both been Steeler victories. So me and my sunglasses will be on the couch writing the knee-jerk reaction again this Sunday. Can't wait. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.